Hey, you're drinking house coffee, unfiltered conversations brewed at the intersection of real estate life and coffee shop service. We're Maggie and Rich, local business owners and friends sharing stories and welcoming you to pull up a chair with us. The door's always open. Let us pour you a cup. Do you ever get like a word stuck in your head? Um, like, like you can't think of it or like you no. just get the word in your head and you can't stop thinking about the word. That, that kind of no. like you get a song or a lyric stuck in your head, but it's just a word that no. like you just repeat. No. All right. Well, somebody out there feels me on this. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I, I have get, the reverse problem. Oh, like you can't think of the word. Yeah. Hmm. I think that's the thing, but I don't know what the thing is, <laughs> but the thing I'm having is that I get I get weird, weird words stuck in my head, just like my, my ear catches it somewhere along the way, and then something triggers it. Um, and then sometimes it's so weird. I'm like, is that even a word that I heard one time? Like McGillicuddy was randomly in my head one time, and I was this is a while back. Yeah, <laughs> but the word McGillicuddy, and I'm like, what the heck is that? And then I went and looked it up. Like, is this a thing? And it was. I think it's a name. Anyway, that's not the word I have in my head. The word in my head right now is generative AI. <laughs> it just like flashes like oh, wow. all day, and it's not like tied to any particular thought or article or whatever that I'm, you know, doing at the moment. It's just just the word kind of repeats. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm sure someone out there probably experiences that. Probably. Generative AI. But obviously that one is in my head because I've been listening to so many things about uh, articles. I've been listening to so many podcasts um, just kind of in preparation for today. Did you catch? Trying to explain more. Strike Force 5 at all? This week? No, like, did you did you check it out? I did check out Strike okay. Force Five. Yeah, I've listened to the first couple episodes. Looks like they just put out the last one. Oh, yep. I haven't heard it yet because they were still still going. So I'm, yeah. I'm catching up. I'm way behind, but no, I just it's I just fun. wanted to know if you, I think I'm like, on the second episode. I thought I was just curious if you like had a chance to like see catch their the type of show. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. pretty entertaining. Yeah, it's cool to hear like the inside story. It's kind of like you know we appreciate seeing behind the scenes, hearing the, mm-hmm. hearing like what goes into something. And when you get all those guys with that common background who have shared so many experiences over the years, yeah. um, it's cool to hear all the stories that they'll tell. If you didn't catch our last episode, I was listening to Strike Force 5, which is a podcast with Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, Stephen Colbert, Seth Meyers, and um, John Oliver. And they're... It's it's hilarious. A star-studded lineup. So, yeah, for sure. The way they talk, it sounds like I'm so out of the loop. Are are a lot of them not making shows anymore right, right now? Like, are they are they their were, shows over? Or they've retired from their? No, they're on strike. Uh, but some of them were talking like like they don't have their show anymore. Well, they haven't. They haven't. No, like, like their they're shows done since. with their show. Um, like might, when I used to be. Oh, blah, blah, blah. maybe maybe like Stephen Colbert was talking about like the Colbert Report. Is that like, done? Yeah, that's done because he's he's a late night show. Like when he oh, it's a different show. It's a different show. Yeah, I'm and for all the staying up late, I do. It's not yeah, to watch. <laughs> it's not to watch these shows. So and like Seth Meyers was um was part of was like a um was he on Saturday Night Live like yeah. for like the desk um like the news desk. Oh, okay. And so like he's probably referring to like when he was on Saturday Night Live that the news desk. Yeah. So that that might be what they're referring to. Cool. 
Anyways, this is episode oh, twenty-five. Episode twenty-five, people. And besides the word that's stuck in your head, what have you been listening to? No, that's it. I've I've been listening to so many podcasts, podcasts. about AI. Okay, from all different um, all different viewpoints because I'm trying to understand like the bigger picture, as well as you know, ChatGPT is the whole like thing that blew this all up because it came out late last mm-hmm. year, and it was like. Just, just massive like take to it, you know. People yeah. downloading it. it was one of the most like the fastest growing um, apps in terms of downloads mm-hmm. right when it came out, and people were really into it. And uh, you know, hit and miss as far as the user experience with that from folks. But so, so that's kind of what like got it on the scene. But AI is nothing new. You know, right. so I was kind of trying to dig back a little bit and be like, okay, what is the bigger picture on AI, and then how does that? What's the path from from big picture to like today and ChatGPT, and then what I think we'll get to, which is how might we even like what's the relevance of AI slash primarily something like Chat ChatGPT mm-hmm. to people like us, sure, or people like our listeners? You know, where does that? come into play in our lives should it come into play in our lives mm-hmm. but i think uh i think we'll talk about that as we yeah so we go here so um yeah i'm sure that i'll reference several of the actual episodes and or shows that i listen to so not cool. to hang out on that right now what about you maggie what have i been listening to listen to anything good uh i am listening to a podcast called Lipstick on the Rim. It's by Molly Sims and her best friend named Emma Shea. And they talk about all things beauty, like skincare, cosmetics, procedures. Like they have different guests on that talk about what they recommend. And I find that fascinating. And it's just like listening to they they spill a lot of like beauty secrets and like skincare secrets and like things that like they recommend their holy grail items things that they do not recommend like items that are like really expensive that they're like don't waste your money on these things they're just a trend um they just have a lot of interesting things and you would think that after like a couple episodes it would be boring but for someone like me who like really is interested in the skincare realm and like likes to try different things, I wouldn't consider myself like a heavy like makeup wearer, but I would consider myself like I use a lot of skincare products. Like I'm always trying out like different tinted moisturizers and tinted sunscreens and like, um, you know, exfoliators and things. Cause like, I got to keep my face looking young. Gotcha. So that is interesting to me. And they yeah. are, um, I think, I think they're in their fifties and they're like, they've got like, you know, great following, like great skin. Oh, and fashion too. Like they talk about fashion stuff cause, um, that's the world that Molly Sims came from. So cool. it's just really interesting for me to kind of like, I feel like it's one of those podcasts where you could just listen to it in the background, but in reality, I am like listening to it while I'm driving and I'm like, 
shoot, I need to write this down because they're giving like a recommendation for something and I'm like, don't have a way to like write stuff down. So I'm like, oh, I got to re, I got to like listen to this episode again so I can look up the thing that they just recommended. Yeah. So if you're you're into that. Yeah, that's, that's cool. What were you going to say? Anyone who knows me knows that I keep a Sharpie close at hand and I <laughs> always have a running list of things yeah. on my hand. And very often, like I'm wearing a hat and I'll keep the Sharpie in mm-hmm. like the hat. So even if I'm driving, like I could just take a note if I have to. That's <laughs> very smart. A little pro tip for you. Pro tip. Okay. You well, don't wear hats, but maybe you could tuck it in the tuck it in bun my, or whatever. My bun. Yeah. Well, um, that's the first time you mentioned that podcast on this podcast, right? Yes. But you told me about it before. I did. And there was a fun fact that you told me that maybe you could share again about how the, the two hosts are like friends, right? Yes. Outside of the yes. show. But that almost didn't oh. happen that way. Yeah. So Molly Sims was a guest on another podcast I listened to called Best Friend Energy, which is Joanna and Clea of the Home Edit. And um, they were having a discussion. They they were to ask, they were interviewing Molly about her podcast, which is how I heard about it. And Molly Sims was wanting to start a podcast because she also started a a beauty skincare line. So she has a she has a skincare line, and her and her best friend have always like exchanged and talked about, and have always been obsessed with like skincare and beauty items. And so when Molly went to like pitch this podcast idea, they were like, you know, we like your best friend is like is a no name person. Like we don't know. No one in the industry knows her. No one. She's not famous. Like we we think you should do a podcast with somebody famous. And Molly was like, no, like you don't understand me and my best friend. We have such a great dynamic. Just do a screen test for us. And then after you do the screen test, then decide. And they did the screen test and they were just like, the whole thing was so entertaining. They're like, okay, yeah, you're right. You can, you should do this with your best friend. Um, and that's how, that's how it got going. Sometimes you just got to go with your gut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a cool story. Cause it's all about, I think shows are all about chemistry too. Like you have to have a good, you have to be able to have conversation like chemistry with someone in order to keep it entertaining and interesting. Yeah. So, um, helps it feel less fake too, you know, because anyone can, anyone can interview someone on any topic, but Mm -hmm. you, you know, sometimes these podcasts are, they're, they're such a production that like, yeah, I I guess in one, on one hand, it's, it's good that people can do that because then they can, they can kind of fake it till they make it. Sure. But at the same time, uh, it's, Without that chemistry, it can yeah. feel a little less natural. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I'm not one to like comment on women's appearances. Um, as you, as a should. as a guy, yeah, um, like that's smart. Barely even actually tore my wife. It's kind of bad. <laughs> um, Christine, you're beautiful. Yeah, 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 yeah. You really are. <laughs> but um, so anyway, that's to say that that I wouldn't know. I wouldn't have known you for that. Mm-hmm. You know, wouldn't have pegged you for that kind of thing because you don't have that kind of like um, nothing else in your life <laughs> <laughs> like points to oh, I'm you know I'm really, really obsessed in- with my image or yeah. anything like that. You know, yeah. Uh, so it's 
cool. You yeah, I think you I would consider myself like minimalist when it comes to like makeup. Like I don't wear a ton of makeup, but I use a lot of like skincare stuff, which is things that just sort of like absorb into your skin that you just people don't usually see. Mm-hmm. So that's a that's a hot take for me. Yeah, for people who don't know me. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. All right. Well, thanks for enlightening us. Anytime. Maybe I'll. I'm definitely not going to listen to that podcast. <laughs> no, it's not. You would not find it interesting <laughs> probably, at all. Probably. All right. Well, we have a little piece of feedback. feedback. I don't know what to call it. It's not really feedback. Listener mail. Yeah. We got a DM. <laughs> we got a DM. So shout out to our friend uh, Jennifer Tabor Vanderworken. Hey, who Jen. Who we both know and love. She wrote us up at Storied years ago, pre-COVID. Oh, she wrote an article about you. She wrote us up for the Beekman Almanac. Cool. Regarding our bubble tea. So we go way back, Jen and and Storied. Um, And then you you know her because you know everyone, probably. (laughs) And then I also ran into her at Visher Ferry, where she knows Louise, and recently wrote a nice article for a local newspaper regarding our expansion and reopening. So... Just all the love. Yeah. You should read her. Are you reading her message? So here we go. Okay. She said, you guys, I loved your latest thrifting episode. So, so good. As a major thrifter slash treasure hunter who just acquired a gorgeous new couch from a consignment shop, the furniture article you discussed was fascinating. I always buy antique wood pieces because they really don't make things like they used to. Here, here. So true. But I had been wary of upholstered pieces until I saw this couch and discovered the joy of high-end consignment. And then she said that she's got some young adult novels to pass along to me. So, um, yes, thank you. Shop. That'd be super cool. Appreciate that. If she can bring them to the store, that'd be great. And she said, I will tune in next week for the AI episode. <laughs> As a freelance writer, you know what terrifies me? Mm-hmm. With one of those... Uh, Scary faces. Teeth clenched emojis, <laughs> which is one of my favorite emojis. Yeah. Yeah, freelance writers. Watch out, dude. The robots are coming for you. Thanks for DMing us, Jen. Like that's yeah. that's actually really cool. And also I need to find out where you get your high end consignment upholstered pieces. <laughs> that's a side note. But True. Um Are we gonna read every message that ever comes our way? I'm very sure we're not. I think we'll read messages that are relevant. And that this this message was incredibly spot on relevant for today. It was. So very um, on point. Yeah. Jen basically just provided our transition to the AI conversation. (laughs) Exactly. Thanks, Jen. (laughs) Freelance writers, do they have to watch out? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I was intrigued. Here's the thing. I came into this thinking I hate AI, right? But Mm -hmm. not because I know AI, just because uh, I'm like a crouchy old man and prefer, you know, the analog, the human, mm-hmm. the originality, the, uh, yeah, all those things regarding um, our output into the world. Right. So to have some stupid chatbot doing the work for me. Now, I do have, I do have what I would consider poor experiences mm-hmm. that have stemmed from people's uses, people's use of chatbots. Please elaborate. So I can talk about that. But, uh, I can and I will. Um, 
But that's where I'm coming from. That's where I was coming from. Okay. All right. And I'll give you a little bit of a, a spoiler that I've opened my mind a little bit based okay. on my preparation for this Interesting. episode. Where are you coming from? I'm coming from a place of curiosity. I find, um, I think initially like new things, and I think this is common for a lot of people, new things are a little like change or new things are a little bit like, um, scary is kind of a strong word, but just like unknowns, I don't really um, vibe with a lot. And so until something becomes a little bit more familiar to me, I tend to avoid it. And maybe that's my problem. <laughs> yeah. And and I really I I started learning about chat GPT um several months ago. And I follow um it's I actually learned about it from some real estate accounts. I follow the broke agent on Instagram. And I follow Bam on Instagram, and they are um, they they also collaborate a lot with Chris Smith, who's like really into content creation and technology. And they offered they they collaborated and off well Bam and Chris Smith collaborated and offered a seminar about Chat GPT, and it was a paid seminar, so. I don't remember what how much I paid for it, but it was like I got like a a code, like a promo code. And um you know, they it was a live a live stream training and it was basically like the nuts and bolts everything you need to know about ChatGPT in within the context of real estate. So it was like very relevant to me. And it was very niche specific. So I felt that it was worth spending the, I think it was like 60 bucks or something like that on the the um, webinar. And you could, it was like live, so you could like ask questions or whatever. And that is where it wasn't until I was on that live webinar that I actually signed up for the um, OpenAI ChatGPT account. Yeah. Because like, I, I didn't know anything about it. And like when something's not known to me, I avoid it. So until it became more familiar to me and I learned a little bit, it was less, I had like less, you know, reticence about it. <laughs> What's BAM, by the way? Uh, it's like a meat, like a, look, pull up Instagram real quick. <laughs> I'm not sure what, my phone is, is, um, Filming us. Currently. Filming us. Um, it's a real estate account. It's like kind B- of like comedy. B A M. Is it like media? Bam Media or Bam Agents or something like that. Um, but it's it's a real estate account where they they do like video real estate videos. They're kind of goofy. I don't know. Bam. Just do like Bam Agents or Bam Real Estate. I only know. B-A-M. That's the worst. Really. I know. Just, Especially know. because like if you don't follow them, like they're not gonna show up on your account. But anyways, they they are they're always putting out like um what like reels of like 
funny um, scenarios within real estate. And like, I think they're Howard Hanna agents, but they are, they like make fun of like, it's like nothing's off topic. They make fun of everybody, including themselves. Got it. So. Okay, cool. Well, I couldn't find it, but that's, that's, okay. that's fine. I'm sure you could send it to me later. Um, yeah, okay, cool. That makes sense. And when did you say that was? Oh, months Early ago. Early this year? Months ago, springtime. Springtime, February, like, March. Probably like March, April, April 2023. March, April. Okay. Which is probably about when we started talking about it. And you started to, mm-hmm. I think one time you sent us like a, blog, no, like a description of an episode that mm-hmm. ChatGPT had written up, yep. or maybe it was of our podcast. I'm yep. not sure. Like it was, a, a, it was an episode description. Yeah. That was later this summer. Yeah. You know, actually, I think that webinar, not that it even matters, it, I think it was actually in like February because I was using ChatGPT to help me not write content for our house coffee website, but help me... Um, troubleshoot some WordPress issues I was having. Hmm. And that was before yeah, we launched. That's right, that's right. So yeah, that was early that was February. Yeah. Okay. So you were man, you're an early adopter. And here you I are mean, all. I was, you know. Yeah, I'm I don't want to call but I'm like I'm I was like early, but like I'm I don't use it's not something I'm taking advantage of right now. Yeah. When I could be. So that's okay. All right. So so Let's. What's get your into experience? It. Well, all right. My experience is limited. It's simply. <sighs> the experience I have had primarily has been, in in my in my opinion, negative. And what I mean by that is, every time I've run across something AI generated, it's been, it's been, it's missed the mark for me. And that is probably my biggest point of contention with this do you have examples? whole thing. I do. So take, for instance, all of the AI art. And I'm not saying even like it affected me personally. I'm just saying all of my experiences with AI generation, uh, generative intelligence, it's been, I just, I'm just shaking my head at it. Like it's, it, it's stupid, basically. Okay, so example number one, and I didn't even dig into this this side of it, but this is just my anecdotal experience from living on the internet, right? Any AI image you see is messed up in some way, right? Now, I think this is pretty common knowledge, but if you, you know, it, AI is very bad at like, it's good at faces. It's bad at extremities. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Have yeah, you seen I, these photos? I have, I have. Extra fingers, missing fingers, mm-hmm. extra legs, joints that just mm-hmm. are not at the right angle, like things that don't come together in 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 real ways. And sometimes mm-hmm. you have to have a pretty good eye to like catch those things. But um, now maybe that's a particular app yep. that was out there at that time or that generated that image. And there's probably different levels of uh, different levels of um, success with various ones. So I bet some are better than others at that sort of work. But typically what is presented on the internet is uh is not, it leaves a little bit to be desired. Yeah. So that's that's the first example. The second example I'd have would be just the way that people use it to write copy, to write okay. text. And this is where I think I had a little bit of a personal uh, letdown on this. Okay. 
but but often I think you can kind of tell when something is written by AI versus when it was going to be written by a person, a person, even if it's presented in a way that gives zero credit to AI mm-hmm. as the origin. Interesting of that thing. So my personal example is with my, um, and let me let me put a caveat out there. This is not a. This is I'm not. This is not against um, anyone. Anyone. <laughs> okay. Or this person, or the work that anyone is doing. All right. I recognize this is the way work is being done in this world at this time. Mm-hmm. But it's not what I. This is this is a little bit of a bigger conversation. Yeah. So, but okay, in the interest of being unfiltered yeah. and yeah. and giving a little more context, um, we, as you know, <laughs> if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that I had a social media manager. Um, I mean, technically still have, mm-hmm. technically still have, but in the recent round of layoffs, my social media manager also <laughs> did not make the cut. Okay, And so um, I decided that... October would be the last month that I'd be working with the social media person we hired for a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. It's not because they use AI, okay, mm-hmm. at all, right? Like again, that is something that probably anyone, any social media manager who's doing good work would be doing because of the all the good reasons to use yeah. something like ChatGPT, which we can get into. <clears throat> but for me, for my tastes, for my liking, and for my purposes. I was provided content for social media posts that was AI generated that I didn't I didn't know was going to be AI generated. Now, I don't think that's problematic on their part. Like I'm not trying to lay any blame here. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone did anyone did anything wrong here. It's just that like it's not what I expected. And so I was put off by it. So when the copy would come out for these posts it was so un I don't even have to feel bad saying this because at first I thought I was like judging the way my social media person was was writing was writing and that they were just a bad writer but ultimately I think now I could be misunderstanding maybe it is their stuff and they're they're just a bad writer <laughs> but I actually don't think it's that I actually think they were using something like ChatGPT if not ChatGPT and that the stuff it was producing was just so unnatural, just not the way anyone would speak. So off, I don't know if it was off brand. I think it, I mean, yes, I think it was off brand, but also like just, it was just so over the top that it didn't resonate in most cases with people. And so much so that it actually was disresonant, if that's even a word, dissonant. And I got so much feedback as these posts were coming out on how the captions were just yeah. not doing it. And that was pretty disappointing to be spending this money for this situation. Because the images and videos were great. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, exactly. The, the reels... Which those were not AI generated. No, that, yeah, that's, that's straight up her work. The reels were good. Um, this, the music was like, not my choice per se, but it was more like, this is how you do reels. You do trending audio. You yep. do all this stuff. You tie it all together, and and that's fine because I had other purposes in having and hiring a social media person. I wanted to reach new audiences. I wanted to have engaging content and things like that. So, 
there was good stuff about it. And that's why I like, you know, we left on good terms because I was like, I like working with you. Um, you know, the con, the, 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 the things look beautiful. Um, you know, the work is solid and it's not even like that I can't handle ChatGPT, right? It's not, it's not really that. It was just like a whole bunch of different things, not quite hitting the mark for me for the price, for the timing of things. So it was more like we needed a jumpstart on our social media and marketing and that gave it to us. But, you know, maybe we would have gone longer. I don't know. Maybe not either way. <laughs> but I had to make that call. But a big part of it was like this, this dissonance with what was being said. Because if you know storied in our social media and me and the way I talk and like how we like to connect things mm-hmm. to bigger picture, this stuff was just like fluff and way too many adjectives and like trying to be creative, but really just not really saying anything mm-hmm. at the same time. And uh, so didn't, I don't know. I, I can like say a lot copy, about that the maybe. The copy but didn't really like match the... Um, it didn't really reflect the like the vibes of story, not to be like yeah. using vibes so much, but like, you know, the way and it's it's Ethos. not like nobody is, is ever going to write the way Rich writes. You know what I mean? Like so it's not like you were expecting yeah. your social media person to write in your voice. You I think you were maybe I ex- kinda was though. That's a lot to expect from someone. That's I think. that's See, this is where I don't. This is a, this is the other conversation. This is a this is this is another conversation, okay. which is maybe like I really am not trying to hold anything against this person. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think that's clear. And so I don't want. To, and I said, you know, I'm, and I'm you made a business right decision. We, like I think it's yeah. different. Like you, this wasn't a anything personal. Yeah. And I think that's that, that's a exactly. difference. Exactly. Like you that's made a I've... business decision and that's fine. Like you have to you have to make this we all have to make decisions that will affect our business one way or the other. Yeah. And you made a business decision. Period. I like, think you don't need to like you know justify <laughs> it. Yeah, no, totally. Totally right. I, I had to make that call. And I think that I'm just I hesitate to say things because like I need to provide more feedback to her kind of mm-hmm. thing before I like critique it sure publicly or critique it maybe okay. at all you know and I because because these aren't critiques I want to I want to level per se I'm, I'm trying to mostly I'm trying to understand the whole the whole situation um but I do ultimately think that a social media person a, someone who's gonna take on your brand and represent it should be they really should be trying to understand your voice. Yes, I I agree. I feel like that's that's a good expectation to have. I I just think it's unrealistic to have them be um like I think I think a, a social media person should absolutely reflect your culture and your language and like things that like your values, but I don't, I do think it's kind of unrealistic to expect them, that person to say and write things the way you would, because that's like, you. that's your voice. 
Okay, there's some layers to this. So mm-hmm. I don't know that it's worth getting into right now because this is not the AI discussion. Totally, this totally. Is like, this is not, I, and I'm not, I'm not trying to derail the conversation. I'm just, I'm just going to, ch- I'm going to suggest to you that, <laughs> I'm going to suggest to you that that's actually the work of a good marketer. A f- someone that you're hiring to do the work of marketing. Now, this may not be the person I hired. Mm-hmm. I hired a social media content creator, right? Social media manager, if you will. And that may not be the same as someone that you pay a lot, a lot of money to a firm or some you know, story brand certified guide or mm-hmm. whatever, where they're literally going to be you mm-hmm. on there. They're going to do everything. Now, I literally listened to one of the to one of the podcasts I listened to yesterday. Literally, was interviewing someone who is in that role, story brand certified guy, and they were describing it, um, how they were using ChatGPT to to do some work for a client. But what they said, what they basically described, was the process of taking the stuff from ChatGPT and reworking it into the voice of their client with whom they've been mm-hmm. working for years and they know their voice and they know what they would say and they know words they would use and not use. And maybe that makes the point right there. Yeah, I think that Years of point. experience in marketing, one. And years of experience with a particular client, you know, and figuring out that vocabulary and figuring out all those things. I would meet with, with my person once a month, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so like, yeah, there was just like, there's a lot of, of reasons why I didn't get that result, but I do think that that's what someone in the marketing field should be tr- aiming to do. Interesting. And I think I'll just leave that at that for now. Okay. Um, but that's all to say, I, when I when I learned these were AI generated captions, I was like, oh, okay, not what I expected. There had been no mention of that up front, which again, there didn't have to be per se, but I just never, I did, I never expected that. I never thought about it that way. Like that's what I would be reckoning with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it was an interesting learning experience. I, I otherwise yeah. wouldn't have so much to How, say. Or and think you wouldn't about have it. known to ask, like, do you use AI? Yeah, like, it's right. Kind of one of those I things. I did. The way it came up was that I did have to talk to her about the captions. Because I had to figure out how can we like adjust it, you know? Yeah. How can we lose some adjectives or whatever? And what she, what the other thing, the other side of this is another reason you might use ChatGPT in this kind of instance is on on Instagram in particular, maybe Facebook as well. The whole algorithm thing, right? Which algorithm is a word that I had to also dig into mm-hmm. and learn because that's AI related, and people almost use algorithm. And AI synonymously, so we can we can chat about that. But I, I had to. One of the things she enlightened me with is hashtags. Apparently, don't matter anymore. <laughs> um, and you know, there's there's always different rules, right? Anyone yeah. who's trying to figure out the friggin' algorithm, yeah, hack that thing is like there's always some new rule to, to like be aware of or whatever. And this is why small business owners feel like they can't. You can't catch on to this stuff or catch yeah. up to it. It's just running so far ahead. And we're just trying to freaking pay the bills over here, you know? Anyway, so one of the things with social media posts these days is the the algorithm goes for keywords. Yep. Okay. So 
so now I'm being told I'm using ChatGPT to optimize these captions. Yes, to optimize the copy for of the captions for keywords related to the kind of stuff you want to be targeting. And so now I'm stuck because I want to edit this caption, but I don't know which keywords I got to keep in there and which words are just fluff that I can get rid of, you know, because that's a whole one of the algorithmic words was like thing. Slurpy? I don't know. In one of your that posts? You saw? I don't remember that. Yeah. But like, okay. Or slurp or something. Let me give you another example and okay. then maybe you can take the floor. <laughs> An iced coffee post. Okay. Except that it's an iced latte. And an iced coffee and an iced latte in the coffee world are very different things. Completely different sure. things. Now, an iced latte is technically an iced coffee. An iced coffee is not an iced latte unless it is an iced latte. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And an iced latte in the coffee world, especially coffee world, is a really particular thing. It's made with espresso. It's got milk. There's a lot to say about a nice iced latte. There's a lot to say about a nice cold brew or iced coffee. Mm-hmm. There's nuance to these things. Yeah, it's like. But when a you're just trying to rectangle. key into this concept of an iced coffee, how do you write that in a way that doesn't sound repetitive, redundant, and is also accurate to what you're talking about? Right. Because if. If you just highlight the word iced coffee, you might get your reel or your post put in front of some new people who are into coffee, right? But if you have that in front of people who know you, who know your industry, who know your niche, and then you're speaking in ways that are inaccurate about that product, well, now you've lost credibility with your followers, Oh, you've lost credibility with people who know what they're talking about. So now if you're trying to reach a target market of specific people who like specialty coffee, who know the fine tuning that goes into specialty coffee, and you're talking broadly or generally, or you're describing an iced coffee as a latte when it's not, right? Or or vice versa or whatever. If you're If you're not being accurate enough, but you're trying to target people who are looking for coffee made with precision, well, those people are going to avoid you because now you just look like any random coffee shop. So it really is a bigger issue when you get into this kind of stuff. And when you're working with someone who doesn't know your industry, which was the other thing, and also doesn't have the time to, to learn it or dig into it or doesn't have that exposure, you're never going to get there. Mm-hmm. And so that was the kind of thing I was wrestling with. So yeah. ChatGPT just did me dirty, dude. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm digesting everything you just said because it, it, I think, I yeah, finally it's little, understand. It's a little bit of a, of a, a it's I a whole thing. It's a whole and thing, it's not, and it's like, yeah, I, okay, I get it, I get it, Rich. Well, I don't like, think it is hard to understand, but I think there's a. There's, that's why I said there's layers to it that you kind of do have to yeah. like see I, into before you can understand. It's also more of like a, a credibility thing for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to? You that. don't want to be posting iced lattes and have them be 
captioned as iced coffee because it feels like it's not, it's taking away from your credibility because you don't know the difference in your posts. That's an example. Yeah. 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 You're, you're summarizing that well. Yeah. That's an example. So that was kind of my negative experience with ChatGPT. Every time I've seen something written by AI, it feels fake. It feels overdone. And it feels like there's no one behind this with intention who cares. And that's literally my top value is like a human being put all their heart and soul into this thing. And so I'm here to support that. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of thing I, you know, my idealized self would present in terms of storied with everything we do, all the precision, all of the branding and just everything we try to put in. I'm not saying we, we hit the mark, right? Or I'm not saying we can overcome the limitations we have to get there all the time. But that's like my value system. Yeah. And so for me, it, chat GPT does not share my values <laughs> and uh, and some of the users of chat GPT also don't share my values yeah and I have some other examples on that front but that might be that might be for another time or later on or part two mm-hmm. chat GPT AI is tricky yeah now it's- we're saying chat GPT and I do want to say there's a lot more to AI yeah oh chat GPT is just GPT. like a tiny little it's one tool yeah that is uh, an example of what I would call generative AI. I'm kind of yeah. interested. I'm fascinated by this topic. I'm actually interested in this topic. So I can. That's I'm, a great segue because yeah. I follow a um, AI social media. I would call her an expert. Her name is Maya Nichol. M Y A N I C H O L on Instagram, and she. Um, does a lot of digital courses and and she does branding and helps people who create digital courses to like get them out there. And she posts really informational carousel slides and reels about um, the algorithm and ChatGPT and AI in general. She does these really interesting experiments where she'll post the exact same video content, but in different ways. So she'll do like one video with like all the captions on the screen and it's like one one video of her. And then she'll do the exact same video with like different clips and like sprinkling the, vid- the, the words in throughout the video. And then in another post, she will show the results of like what video performed better and it's like the exact same content in both videos but just at different speeds and at different uh, cadences with the captions and stuff it's really really interesting stuff she'll post them at the exact same time so it's not like one is one performed better at a different time like she'll just and they're there in her feed you can watch them both and look at them she doesn't really archive her con- her content that I know of and I just I I want to shout her out because she's been she puts all this stuff out there for free and is is helping people um, like enhance their own brands and stuff. And what I realize is like 99% of people like won't actually do 
the things that are out there. Like Gary Vee does this too. Like he puts so much content out there and so much advice and like 99% of people like don't actually follow through on the advice because so anyway, one of the posts that um, Maya Nickel had on her Instagram, which was a carousel that talked about like her, like her top AI tools and one of them, and she like kind of did a brief description of what each tool was. So ChatGPT, she categorized as a personal assistant. So you can type a prompt into ChatGPT and say like, it's kind of like a, a search engine. It, it's, it's more than a search engine, but it, it like extracts data from the entire web and gives you an answer. So like when I was building the House Coffee podcast website with my nephew, who's 15, we would go into ChatGPT and be like, we were trying to troubleshoot a WordPress issue that we were having on behind the scenes. And he just went in and was like, typed in like, what's the, what's this, you know, plug in or what can I use to fix this problem within WordPress? And within five seconds, we had an answer and we were able to fix it. So like that is a way that ChatGPT can be used in, in a really like powerful way that like, I don't have the patience for it to, to like Google or YouTube the answer when we were just we we were given the answer in like five seconds. Yeah, that's an interesting use case. I yeah, people probably wouldn't think of it as like a search. Well, I don't know how many people are thinking of it as a search engine versus a you know caption a, generator. A, a, yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Content generator, sure. Um, there's another. It's worth noting though, not to cut you off. Sure. That's that's another thing. That's another knock against AI, though, which is the accuracy of information. You have to fact check when you search stuff on AI because it yes. is known for putting out, is known for declaring false things just as truth statements. So yeah, because it is extracting claims. data from websites who are proclaiming things as truth. Yeah. So there's but a sometimes lot of- it'll just put out, it'll just say a statement that's that's categorically false. So you just have to, you have to be a critical thinker. Yes, with like <laughs> while, anything, while using like anything you read on the sure, internet. Sure, sure, sure. Anything you read on the internet or on on social media, you have to take with a grain of yes, salt. Yes, I'm just for those <laughs> attempting to use it as a search engine. Sure, sure. Okay, <laughs> that's a good. It's a good um, caveat. There's another platform that she recommended called Repurpose.io, and this is. A tool I have not used personally, but it, it's something that I would, if I was pushing content out to multiple platforms, then I would probably do this. But I think what it does is like you put content into it, and like it helps you like cr- spit out content for like TikTok versus Instagram versus Twitter versus um, YouTube, and it kind of helps you make the content work for the algorithms of that. Specific platform. Um, there's one called copywriting, which I'm. I wonder if Jen, our friend Jen, would know about. It's copy.ai, and there's another one, Jasper.ai. She has one for market research called Pull the People. I think that seems interesting. SEO support. That's something that I could definitely use. Um, she recommends SEMrush, S-E-M-R-U-S-H, or 
surfer SEO. And a writing assistant, which I think it, I never thought of this tool as AI, but Grammarly. I've seen ads for this all over the place and I, and like on all sorts of things where like you're, you like write your essay within Grammarly and then um, Grammarly can help you eliminate adjectives or can help you change the tone of your art, your, your, what you're writing. So like, for example, if you were about to send or reply to like an email and you, you wanted to be direct and maybe you sounded a little snarky, Grammarly can help you like edit your email so that your response sounds more professional and not as snarky as you initially intended it to come out as. That's handy. I have used Grammarly. You have? Though not in a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had it plugged into my email for a while. Yeah. So th- those are my examples. I have used ChatGPT in my real estate business when I am listing a house and I need to come up with a description for the property. I've used ChatGPT. I've put in some keywords and I've said, please generate a description for this property. And what I personally do is once the description is, you know, comes out, I go through and I like piecemeal it together and change words to make it sound more true to my voice and make it more compliant to what the local descriptions like we you know as you know part of New York state we have to be compliant and we can't you know certain protected classes we can't like include and um cuz we have to be like equal and fair for all so um yeah that's cool that's, that's sound like some handy tools there. And I think that's a good point to make on the positive side of of AI in general. Yeah. Is it does a lot more right. than anyone would realize. Like and <laughs> another thing that that we, that is worth realizing is like so we're already using AI in so many ways that we don't right. even think about our AI, like mm-hmm. Google Maps. Any 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 GPS situation that is on our phones these days is uh is based on algorithms and things like that amazon um, yeah right shopping experiences advertisers and and obviously we're all on instagram well a lot of us are, most mm-hmm. of us are on instagram or facebook and and it's all it's kind of baked in in ways that we wouldn't we wouldn't know so i i think it's fascinating to to dig into here i'm a little less uh cynical about it you know after um after kind of looking into it for this episode, I don't know if you'd be up for it, but I'd actually like to continue talking about it. Yeah. Because today we got into some specific things. I think it's cool to maybe, and and there's probably a lot of different ways to get specific as we talk about it. So I wouldn't expect us not to do that again in the future if you know if we get to talk about it next time. But it's 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 also fascinating to take a step back and kind of look big picture at it. And I don't think we got as much time as I would like so I'd like to if you're cool probably had a good wrap up yeah. point here um, we can kind of summarize our takeaways after this but I think next time if we could talk more maybe like I, there might be more research you want to mm-hmm. do before then but um, 
some of the podcasts I listened to in preparation today were, I can send them to you even. Yeah, send them to me. Were like a little bit more understanding artificial intelligence. Okay. Understanding the, uh, the whole kind of bigger picture of this and how ChatGPT works, something like that, or other ways to use it in marketing. I think we covered a bit of that today. I think, you know, just to, jump to the conclusion on this episode. Maybe you have some, you, yeah. you have your own thoughts, I'm sure, but even the things you were sharing and the things I'm sharing, there are, I think, helpful uses pertaining to marketing and content creation and putting ourselves out there, which as yep. we're building businesses is, um, for better or worse, like such a key component to, for sure. um, to building a business is getting the word out there. And there was a day and age when the business owner could put that in the hands of someone else because they kind of had to. But these days, it's like there's so many options to bring it under, yeah. you know, bring it in house if you want. But you got to kind of be willing to learn that process. So I think AI stands to be helpful in yeah. saving time and helping you start the creative process, maybe where you might otherwise struggle in that. Area that is a lot of what I heard people say about GPT, Chat GPT, when they were saying how they use it, why they use it. Um, you know, it was it was to get the ball rolling, not to be completely relied on, because they had to kind of ironically still incorporate their human touch to make it work. Right. But it was a great starting point for a lot of people, and I think. We could talk more about that whole process next time. And even you were saying yeah. that at the very end, you, you use it for your real estate. You generate this thing, but then you kind of um, fine tooth comb through it and make it work. I think that's the key principle here. And, I, yeah. and in the stuff I was listening to, that was kind of across the board. Like the takeaway was there's, there's human aversion to this mm -hmm. for different reasons, and ultimately, like the key to the successful coexistence with AI, with AI is um, maintaining human control slash like the human element to the final product of whatever your AI is generating. Yeah. So I, I'd love to touch more on that next time, and that's kind of my my takeaway. There I'm are positive notes. use cases, and maintaining that human touch is kind of the the key component. Got it. Got it. What do you have to say for yourself? No, I was just taking notes and I think I agree with those points. I, I had I'll I'll contribute my own thoughts for next time. Cool. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. I want to keep talking about this because there's uh, there's a lot to it. And um And I think our listeners should just give, the give us their experience if they have positive or negatives. Yeah. We'd love to you can slide into our DMs, House Coffee Podcast, or email us at House Coffee Podcast at Gmail dot com and um send us your unfiltered thoughts about True. ai yeah or experiences yeah we should maybe say that the deadline for feedback because we record on mondays we record on tuesdays we record on tuesdays <laughs> so, so the de deadline is monday but i'd say the deadline is sunday night okay just in case we do record on a monday okay but you're right we're never gonna record on a monday we record mm -hmm. on Tuesdays. Yeah, Tuesday mornings. But you hear this on Friday mm -hmm. or Saturday or Sunday. So you got to get us the feedback yeah. on the weekend. <laughs> sure, sure. 
and then we can incorporate it into our next recording session, yep. which will probably be Tuesday. Yeah. Following when you're hearing this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Well. Good, good talk, talk, dude. All right. Shout out to the check, robots. Check you like. <laughs> check, check you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Later. Thank <laughs> you.